the face to be found. What to do to be me? Some days I'm wise, some days I'm a child, some days I feel like a fully fledged woman, whatever that means. Some days I am nowhere to be found, some days all I want to do is hide. Some days you cannot shut me up. Some days I just want to spread all the love I feel in my heart. Some days I want to protect the underdog. Some days I just want to let it be, trusting that there must be someone greater than me doing their job. Some days I'm the monks from the monastery. Some days I'm my immigrant family back in my imaginary childhood home. Some days I'm the new friends I met when I was all on my own. Who am I when I'm so changeable? Let me know if you can find me. I've stopped counting the many selves I found. Is it cliche to say that the journey is in the discovery? Because that way I can really be at peace without pretending that I've met the real or better me. But some days I do pretend to be cool when I'm really a bit eccentric but trying hard to seem normal. Some days I don't catch myself doing all of this. I've lost sleep over meeting my countless selves. To see them come and go, what to do to be me when I am the accumulation of the people and experiences in my life. I no longer grasp and I no longer hide. <laughs> Because something's got to give. The presence. I am alone in the moments when I am both near the truest thing that nourish me from the inside. Where does this self go when I am not meeting them? In the water, on a mountain, on a canvas, in front of a blank page. Where does this self go when I am too busy and momentum strikes in my life with things and people to attend to? Yet, When it all falls away and my responsibilities have disappeared, it comes back again, quiet and tempting. When I think this self has left me forever, when I think I have betrayed myself, I meet them once again. In the water, on a mountain, on a canvas, in front of a blank page. Patient and loyal as ever. I am here. I am home. To this self, I will always be known. I once heard the poet David White say that the phrase be yourself is the least helpful thing you can say to a person. The first poem you heard is talking about the struggle of meeting our true selves. In my opinion, due to our struggle and our need to fit in, which I can very much understand, Sometimes we find ourselves being anything but ourselves. It is the very essence of human nature that our environment, 
including the places and the people to whom we are surrounded by, makes up a large proportion of who we are and who we become. No matter our age, I am certain that at some point in our lives, we were uncertain about who exactly inhabited this body of ours. As a 29-year-old, let me also add that my 20s have been about finding who I thought was myself, to lose it all again and feel uncertain and unable to hold any ground of self-assuredness. Is self-assuredness even the ground that we should seek to be standing on? The second poem talks about when we first come to meet the self in a real way. We are lucky if we can find a place that allows this self to come out into the world and be met by us and by others. In my opinion, this is normally stimulated by some kind of activity, at least that is the case in my life. An activity that brings us into the moment and somehow we feel like ourselves. Somehow in this space, all the masks, the effort, the many faces fall away and we are met with something that feels eternal. It is not a jumpy kind of feeling. It is highly intuitive. It is present and in flow. It is everything and nothing at once. I meet this self when I am painting. I find all the barriers or pretense drop away when the paintbrush touches the blank wall and I am fully present. I also meet this self in a slightly different way when I am writing. On a blank page, I am honest with myself. In both times, the voice I hear back and intuit is accepting. It tells me that all is as it should be. It shows me the bigger picture of life. It allows me to enjoy the moment. And lately, I have also been meeting this self when I am in front of the prayer table looking into the eyes of the Buddha whilst muttering the prayers on the mala beads, I feel an immense amount of love. I know that in my sister's case, this is when she is outdoors and doing active things, activities like being in the water, surfing or figuring out a route to climb on the climbing wall. We are lucky if we can find this presence. It is a self that nourishes us deeply and I believe that we don't have to do a particular kind of activity to meet this presence. It is always there but having activities that nourish us in our lives helps us to get in touch with that presence, more so. But there also comes a point in our lives where we also meet another self, 
a self that gives and offers to others. After all, we are living a human life and part of what every one of us as human beings go through is our need to find ourselves, but also to translate that in a way that is most authentic and honest to the external world. Let me tell you that this isn't always easy. We are not only up against many voices, but I think especially at this day and age with our strong presence on social media, we have a challenge of portraying this honesty and authenticity to our digital faces as well. And let me tell you that this isn't always easy. The question I currently hold in my life, perhaps the biggest and most mysterious of all questions I have so far to date is how my face meets the world. In finding art, in finding painting and poetry, I now seek to give and offer from this space of nourishment to others. I think the self, the self that we meet in activities that nourish us, feeds into our giving and offering for others externally. But the funny thing that I'm realizing right now is that we don't have to make them identical. Someone recently told me that as artists, we see ourselves synonymously with our art. That means if a part of us feels shy or wants to hide, our giving of art hides along with this self. If a part of us feels critical or doubtful, our giving of art reminds or remains in the space of uncertainty. But we can give and share in a different way to what nourishes us without losing our sense of nourishment. What nourishes us can still be present, but we can allow it to have a bit of breathing space so that this nourishment has the opportunity to meet another, be it an environment or a person. I think that this is very relevant for artists to contemplate on as I am recently doing so myself. This is deep, I know. I'm still peeling the layers of this realization as well. The main thing is the space we can leave when our being ourselves meets the external world. For artists, I guess this will be the space we allow to exist so that our artwork is not just a form of our own nourishment, but something we practice so that we can give it to someone else, so they can feel the kind of nourishment we feel. But that form of giving can look even so slightly different than what we imagine or think it should be. Because what nourishes all of us will vary. It can look similar, but different. The same sense of nourishment can still be there, regardless of the form that it takes.
In this way, we are accepting ourselves. We are also giving and offering from a space of nourishment from within and with love. This also means that we can use our humanly bodies and minds and work with our souls to create our livelihoods and an exchange of energy. We cannot forget this exchange of energy no matter how real our sense of security may seem. This is important as a human being. We are always finding ways to self-actualize, to exert our energy into what is meaningful for us. So to conclude this rather contemplative and personally insightful topic, I hope that no matter the faces that you meet in yourself this week, that you find the things that nourish you. I hope that you can also reveal this nourished self in a form that truly gives, offers and nourishes another without being dishonest or harsh to the soul inside.